1: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void we prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the
0: deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Coogan Cassius IFL TV MTK Global. We're in the Palace of Mr. Tyson Fury here. Good setup you got here. It's on the throne, throne seat, Las Vegas. Talk to me a little bit about how I kind of. Uh... This is the Iron
1: Throne of the heavyweight division.
0: What are you doing? Getting chat out How's camp been here?
1: Camp... We've had two camps, I did four weeks in Manchester And four weeks in Vegas But to be honest, I've been ready to fight since February, March So, three months later than I wanted, but we're here now Got the date, no messing around And we're only a week away, so... Training has been going very well. I'm injury-free, so so few niggles, but nothing really to report home about. Just typical boxing stuff. I'm in a good frame of mind. I'm in a good place mentally and physically, which is always good. Um, sparrings went really well, and I who did I start sparring with? I had Erkan Tepper in England. I had some guy, I had a, a young lad from Doncaster, and I've had quite a bit of sparring in England actually. And then I came over to here, and I've had a few guys over here um, some top ranked prospects, and, uh, Guido, uh, Italian heavyweight guy, he's Olympian and all that. We um, also had Johnny Rice, good sparring partner for me, and that's about it really. I knocked a few bums over, got a little bit lippy.
0: Really? But that's about it, yeah. Does it seem weird, kind of, you're kind of this way into your career and you're only kind of making your Las Vegas debut now.
1: Not really, I've only just started my career. Um, I've only had three fights, I'm 3-0 in this new career. So it's come quite early in the career to be back and to be back here in Vegas. And Fighting here and bake up on big screens and whatever. I've done very well to have to three fights to get to this stage. Your picture is literally everywhere, everywhere,
0: like everywhere. I've seen it about seven or eight times in the last couple of hours when we were out. It's
1: literally everywhere. It's like the top ranker put on a fantastic event. They definitely know how to put a fight on to promote one as well. Um, it's been a good experience. I've really enjoyed myself coming out here.
0: We, we've spoken in past interviews about kind of. Your mood during camp and you've spoken about having kind of good days and bad days. How, how is that now?
1: I'm just human. I'm only human. After all, don't put the blame on me. That was for you. Yeah, um, I'm only human, so I do have good days and bad days. But I'm maintaining through training. So, you know, the good outweighs the bad, so I've got to be happy.
0: What, what consists of a bad day for you? What is it? Just
1: wait, just, I wake up in negative, you know what I mean, and everything's great. Does anything set that off though, or not? No, nothing sets it off, just, I think like, if I worry about things too much, then I start going backwards, but... I tend to try not to worry about things, because nothing's going to worry about me. So all these problems that I may think are problems, they're not really problems.
0: Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? What, what, what is something that you would worry about that... When you really think about it, you don't need to worry about that.
1: Just everything. Nothing is worth worrying about because life's too short. And if anything's causing you problems, cut it loose. Isn't it?
0: Mm, get so rid of it. Get rid of it, 100%. Um,
1: if it's a partner or something like that, then you need to try and work it out. And if not, it is what it is. But everything like that's fine with me. It's just like day everyday stuff that I could worry about because I'm a petty kind of little petty kind of guy. And I could worry about that can of pop on that table and not being in the bin. Does that make sense? I'm OCD with stuff like that, so... The slightest things bug me.
0: But I suppose your family kind of see that on a day-to-day basis? Yes. And I have to deal with that?
1: And I'm that OCD, yeah. If I know there's a plate downstairs to be washed and I'm in bed, I've got to go up and do it. Really? 100%. I couldn't leave, I couldn't just go have something to eat in the front room leave it there and go to bed That's got to be spick and span before I go to bed There has to be no jobs left downstairs to do before I go to bed How does Paris deal with this? Paris knows, she's known me a long time, she knows I'm an OCD freak It's like, even if I'm in the car, you know the air blower things they've all got to be at the same height and same middle of the, middle of the things if the radio's on odd number like it, say it's on a, oh, really? a 13, I'll have to put it to a 14 On volume or whatever yeah. Everything's got to be in the middle, it's like proper OCD If I go to bed at night, fold on my clothes and put them neat level there Socks, clothes, shoes, neatly in the corner And bed's got to be packed up and immaculate Made, open the windows, open the curtains Everything's got to be done to perfection Or else I I can't put up with it. Does something like that impact your day? Yeah. If I start off bad in the morning, Mm. no matter what it is, I'll have a shit day. No matter how I try and pull myself out of it, I'll have a shit day. But... I'm not complaining because that sort of behaviour has got me to disposition. Because whatever I do, I do it flat out. So... It's not always a good thing. There is no in-between with me. There is no happy medium There is no moderation. It's either yes or no, all or nothing But it has led me to this And I'm very grateful because without that personality if I was going to settle for middle ground Then I wouldn't settle for greatness And anything but greatness isn't no good to me What consists of a good day for Tyson Fury a good day is getting up and, and everything going well like, getting up, getting a shower, brushing my teeth, that's always a very good start for me The First thing I do in the morning though, is I go onto to me app, me Bible app, and I read a verse of the day And it gives me a cank on the side, so it'll tell me how many days I've done it in a row for Do you know what I mean? Without missing one. If you miss a day, it goes back to zero and that pisses me off too What so, would
0: make you forget to do that if that's something that kind of sets your day off? What would make you forget to go
1: on there and read that? I've no idea whether you've got screaming kids in the bed with you going nuts at 4am in the morning or whatever but sometimes I forget and it goes back to zero after I've had like a three month streak which is not good I don't like that so I'll get up in the morning I'll read my verse of the day go get a shower brush my teeth go go training drop the kids off at school and then come back have have something to eat then I'll go and set about me Routine daily jobs, like whatever I've got to do, you know, I'm absolutely sick of taking the bins to the tip Because I pay fucking 320 pound a month council tax shit to get these bins taken away They've given me two little shitty bins and I've had to go and give 400 a month for a pickup so I can take the rubbish to the tip So I'm making tip journeys Three times a week Like bags of rubbish, bin bags because there's all little boxes and tubs and stuff that I just can't do like recycle the tins of beans there and the brown paper there and whatever else there and plastic packs and all I just can't do it I'm used to putting it in a black bag, tying it up, putting it in the bin gone, but they only, they only come once every two weeks now so that pisses me off, that'll make me have a bad day because I know I've got to go out there with 20 bin bags start picking rubbish up, doubling it up, putting it on the back of the truck and going down there and dropping it off which is, is a pain in the ass, but It is a routine thing for me because I am that person You know, I don't pay someone to come and take my rubbish to the tip I do it all myself Which gives me a feeling of justification As a husband and a father And as a person of a household Everyday life So I'll do that three times a week People are sick of seeing me in the thing In the, uh, the dump And then I'll be going to the bank to pay bills or or whatever else I have to do. And then it'll be the lunch time. So I'll go to the same place I have lunch every day. I'll order like a, a maybe a chicken salad or whatever I have, or a sandwich of some, some type. And then I'll have a chat to the, the girls in the um, sandwich shop. And then I will probably phone me pal Dave and say, what's going on, Mush? Have a little chat with him. And then I'll look at the clock and it'll be like, to three so make me way to the school wait in the playground get the kids take them to the sweet shop afterwards bring them back if it's not raining park take them to the park and then back home for tea and then it's um by the time i've done all that it'll be about six o'clock half six and i mean will go for a run minimum of four miles, maximum of seven and then i'll come back have a shower try and unwind watch a movie with the kids or with Paris or whoever and then that's my daily routine cannot wait to get up and do exactly the same thing on a Tuesday You're so family orientated being
0: away from all your kids and, and Paris as well how do you cope with that?
1: It's, it's me job so I cope with it alright You know, I'm, I'm good at being in the routine camp being in the training camp is perfect for me it doesn't give me the time to get all low all the time and all that I know exactly what I'm doing, the days fly by when they're all routined, and it's good for me. I love it, but you do miss the kids. You know, I've got five, five little kids at home, and you, when you're used to sleeping with them all every day, like, we all, they're all in their own rooms, and by the time it gets to, like, three in the morning, I feel them all in the bed with me, everyone's climbed in. I have got an extra large, massive, tailor-built bed. It's the best thing I ever, ever bought. It's like seven foot wide by seven foot long, and we can all get in there very comfortable. Love it. Favourite thing to do, get in the bed, load of popcorn and sweets, and watch movies for the kids. Doesn't get any better than that. Just coming on to
0: this Saturday, uh, your last famous debut. debut. You're, you're expected to win this week. What was your motivation levels going into a fight where you are expected to win? I know you don't take a fight lightly and no. you kind of treat everyone the same But
1: Yeah, I, I treat basically everybody I ever fight the same and I suppose all boxers will say the same thing like we all, oh yeah this is going to be a good fight and I've trained really hard for this even if they haven't but with me I don't cut corners anymore I used to in my early career I'd often fight 12 rounders and not do any training and get in there and be absolutely gassed after three rounds and then I've another like eight to do On um, nine today, rather that'd be twelve. Um, but now I don't. I train really hard. And I dedicate myself to the sport. Um, and ever since I've been back, I've been enjoying myself. And day-to-day life has been fantastic. And home and away, I've been great. You know, training camp's been good. My own life's been better since I've been back. In a routine of everything's been going on, I've been I've been fine. But Tom Schwartz, what? What does he bring? He brings an undefeated record and youth. He's 25 years old, he's five years fresher than me. He's pretty much similar height and weight. Pretty much similar, It reminds me of myself 10 years ago. It reminds me of a young Tyson Fury. He's got a good record, 20, 24 and 0, 16 I'm 16 inside.
0: Do you treat this fight as if you're fighting Wilder? Is that your mentality going into the fight?
1: Well, I wouldn't prepare any different. Mm. Maybe I'd be a bit lighter Because of the speed factor But I wouldn't have done anything easier or harder It's like people always say, oh you're fighting this person You've got to train extra hard for him But that's nonsense You can only train a certain amount of stuff And as long as I'm injury free Basically all you have to do is Wind me up and watch me go That's it I am a low maintenance man don't have any, Frank Warren phones me all the time, do you need anything, can I get you anything, MTK, do you need anything, can I get you anything, Bob Arum, do you need anything, can I get you anything, it's which, like, which is good, yeah, I don't need anything, just need to get, get to the fight in one piece, and I'll be alright, like, I haven't had any request. I don't want anything, I don't need anything, um, I'm not a type of moaning guy, if, I don't, If I've got an injury, deal with it, big issue. If I've got a problem, deal with it, big issue. Get on with with the fight. Basically, I'm a low maintenance type of fella. That's it, I do my job and go in there, fight, win, come out.
0: I do want to ask you about (coughs) last weekend.
1: Yeah, (coughs) I thought you might.
0: When you were watching that, what what was going on in your head as you kind of watched that fight unfold?
1: I'll be as honest as I brutally as I can with you. Yeah. So the fans always appreciate your honesty.
0: Um, Which were known from you to talk.
1: Yeah. Going into the fight, I was probably one of the only few people who thought that Joshua would win on points. Reason being is I saw Andy Ruiz fight Parker and a few other guys and he's a tough guy, you know. And I thought Joshua might try and knock him out for the first four rounds, realize that he ain't going anywhere and just do a boxing thing on him. This was the initial thoughts so and everyone said, nah, you get knocked out in a round or two, this Ruiz. I said, he's a tough lad. Don't underestimate him because he's fat. And then when I saw him come into the ring, Ruiz looked nice and relaxed and calm. And then I saw Joshua coming, and he's looking at the crowd, looking up and looking around him. He wasn't giving me good signals, and I'm sat here like three, four hours away, four or five hours from New York. And I'm thinking, this guy, I said it to her. there was 15 men in here that night, and I said, I bet he gets knocked out. Everyone's, why, why? I said, because, one is chewing his gum shield in half and looking out the ring, he looks doesn't look like he wants to be there. Without being too critical or too judging or judgmental, he just... Anywhere on earth he could have rather been than in New York, in Madison Square Garden, in a fight that night, I believe he would have been. It wasn't Andy Ruiz or the opponent or anybody else that, given the problem... I believe it was, he just did not want to fight that night. For whatever reason, he just wasn't at the game. And this happens in boxing. I've seen it happen quite a bit. I've seen it when Kevin Mitchell fought uh, Michael Katsidis.
0: At West Ham football ground? Yeah.
1: Um, Where else have I seen it? I've seen it quite a lot of times.
0: There was a lot of suggestion that he gave up in that fight, that he quit in that fight. What was your take on that?
1: The first knockdown was legitimate. Was he knocked down twice in that round he got? Yes, twice in that round. Yeah in that that round, round. Twice in the seventh, yeah. In the in the third, it was when he got knocked yes. down twice. Yeah. They were legitimate knockdowns, like from punches, off balance, gone. Then he got up, regained, and he was taking um taking a few punches to the body, into the head, nice slow pressure. And in round seven, when he got dropped twice, he looked to me. As if he took a couple of punches, and he was looking to go down. He he looked like he was looking for the floor. Like he went down quite easily, and he just jumped back up after one of them. And he got dropped again, like, hit a couple of times, not hard punches, but punches that he just didn't want to fight, didn't want to be there. So he gave up on himself, which is tough to come back from. Because we've seen this happen before. We've seen heavyweight upsets in the past. Let's not forget we've seen, Lennox Lewis get knocked out by Hassim Rackman Al Oliver McCall Um,
0: Tyson Douglas
1: That's not the same Because Lewis was winning them Both fights And then he got knocked out by Rackman By Lucky Punch But in the rematch He just knocked Rackman out Because he was a better fighter But I didn't see anything For around 1 or 7 To suggest that Joshua had won a round In that fight I didn't give him a round I've watched boxing my whole life and I'm a fair man very fair man but I didn't give Joshua one round in that fight and and I'm being brutally honest he lost every round Um, so it wasn't a fluky punch that done him he was beat up and then he quit which is hard to say for me as a, as a competitor of mine, it's, a, um, it's not a good thing because it means I've lost an opponent, I've lost a challenge, I've lost another rival. But you can say what you want, anybody can say what they want, make any excuse they want, he give up on himself. And no matter who you're in with, if you're in with a blown up middleweight and you give up on yourself, you're gonna lose whether it was mental issues he had, going into the fight, whatever was going on. Do you believe there was something going on? Because
0: he says no, but everyone else is making up a lot of excuses and for him, and it, that's not his thing, but people are giving kind of their own reasons about ring walks and knockdown sparring and panic attacks and kind of all these different things, which he's... I
1: don't buy into it too much because when people lose, the team have to justify why they've lost. It can't just be, right, he's better than me on the night. That's it, fair play, lost. There's always gotta be a reason. Whether it's the trainer, whether it's the little toe, whether it's anything, hand problems, problems in camp, family problems, mental issues, whatever. There'll always be a reason why they think he lost. But the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter why he lost, but he still did. And it goes back to the same old thing: is he gave up on himself. He wasn't knocked out in round seven. He jacked. He quit. He went down twice. He got back up twice. He didn't show the referee that he wanted to continue. Spat his gum shield out. Stood in the corner, holding onto the ropes. He quit. And that's it. Once you quit, one time, in your whole life, you're finished. Anybody can lose to a better man. Everybody loses. Muhammad Ali lost. Everybody will lose to a better man. But not all good men will quit. And once you quit once, it's an easy way to do it again under pressure. You might knock out another ten bums. But there's always going to be that one man who'll make you jack again Because you've done it once It's not like, oh, this is a criminal offence and give me a second chance and it'll never happen again This is not like that This is, I can do it if I want to If it gets hard, then I know I can just hit the floor again I've done it once, it's an easy way out Some people get cracked, put down Get back up and think, right, you're fucked now pal, you're getting it And other people think, oh, this is an easy way for me to lay down. Not saying that's what he wants to do with his career, but once you quit once, you'll always quit. I've seen him quit with my own two eyes. I didn't think he'd do it, but he quit.
0: What, What happens in the rematch, in your opinion? Same thing again. What would have to happen for that not to happen again, in your opinion?
1: I don't think he's a better boxer than uh, Ruiz So the only thing that AJ could do is knock him out early Try and get rid of him fast, because he knocked him down in round 3 But look at the little fat Mexican, banged the floor and got back up Fuck you he said, I'll give it you now mate Come on, let's have it Little fighting man But listen, he got dropped, he can get dropped again He hit him with a clean shot and he went down So he needs to knock him out, jump on him fast because he's not a better boxer, he hasn't got better feet, he doesn't have faster hands and he doesn't throw better combinations. So he's coming off second best in every single category apart from athleticism and size.
0: So technically defensively, you don't think there's anything that can change between now and the back end of the year to um, make you think
1: otherwise? No, because you can't make a, a car horse into a trotter. It's like he doesn't have the body type to be able to move and slip and slide punches and be slick So he's just got the classic, classic style, boxing style, which is hands up Punch, 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 hands up Going forward, punch, punch, punch Three or four selections of shots, feet planted So when he, can't, when he gets backed up he can't throw them punches Because he's always been taught to plant his feet and then let them go Because they can't punch on the move it's quite hard after you've never practised it for a long time. So with that classic style, the only thing you can do is what wrap your ends up around your face and just keep bulldozing forward, and landing swinging big hooks. But to do that, you're putting yourself in danger because you've got a fellow there who's quicker hands than you and just as game, if not gamer. It doesn't matter what he looks like. Do you think he should take the rematch next?
0: I know it doesn't seem like he's got too much of a choice.
1: Well, if you look at history, they never do. The ones who do take the rematch usually get chinned. I know Lewis got Rackman, didn't he, next? Or did he? Can't remember. Oliver sure the McCauley, he didn't, he didn't chase Oliver McCauley. What? Don't think I'm not sure, he can't quote me on that till I, till I search it. But I know when Ross Purity knocked out Vladimir, there was no rematch. When Cory Sanders knocked out Vladimir, there was no rematch. So, when Chris Bird beat Vitaly, no rematch. When David Price lost to Tony Thompson, there was a rematch. He lost to him again. Even though he'd done a better job the second time, put him down and he got back up, He's still lost. Oliver McCall wasn't a, a straight rematch, but Hassan Reckham was a late part of his
0: career. Yeah. What does he do then? If he, if he wasn't to rematch it, what would, in your opinion, he do? Considering he's lost three of his world titles to Andy Ruiz and there's a straight way to get them back. If he doesn't do that, what does he do?
1: Well, he could try and get them back, but I see the same fate happening again. So what would he do? Go back to the drawing board and learn how to box Sounds harsh, I know Coming from an Olympic gold medalist and a former world champion But he doesn't know how to box He's got a very leaky defence I don't know what to suggest I really don't He's not a defensive slick fighter So he's got to work on coming forward and aggression So it is what it is He's just gonna crack on. He looks very very vulnerable to me as well, very chinny. Like Bevetkin was rocking him and Dylan White and who else has he fought? Uh Takam. Uh-huh. Takam, the referee jumped in and helped him with a Takam fight. Because I believe Takam was gonna come on strong and do it to him earlier. What well, happened to him against Ruiz? But I think he's very vulnerable, I think his full left side of his head is very vulnerable Any crack up any side of that temple or jaw or anything To that, the left side side of his face and he's, he's, he go, it takes three rounds to recover When Klitschko blasted him, he took three or four rounds off then It was just that Klitschko was over 40 years old and been out of the ring for two years, why he never finished him. But, listen, he's a big old strong fella and if he hits you, he'll do damage but he's very vulnerable himself to being hit because he hasn't got the style of defence to, to block the punches that's coming back at him. So anyone who wants to fight Joshua's got to go out there and bombard him with 25 hooks. One of them will land and it'll be over. But in the meanwhile, he might tag you first. So that's why he'll always be involved in exciting fights because it's either him gonna go or you gonna go. And after that last fight, once he gets hit, hit a couple of times, his legs go as well, can't recover. The biggest
0: fight we can still have in England is between you and Anthony Joshua. That's the biggest fight still, even after the other dates, the biggest fight still. From your opinion, how has kind of Saturday night last week affected that in order for that to happen?
1: Bubble's been burst. Everyone now knows he can't beat Tyson Fury. Because he can't be a little fat man, he can't beat Tyson Fury, that's for sure. But I've been saying this for a few years. And it, there's always been a, and a reason why they didn't fight me. Money, percentage splits, yada yada yada. I offered to fight him in my first comeback fight. When I fought Sephir. No chance. I've offered to fight him 20 times. But the thing is, is I'm a very fair man. Very fair. I will not be used for money or abused and nobody can tell me what to do or how I want to think or what to say. So, when they come and offer me peanuts and talk absolute rubbish, then there's no business to be done there. But now, the shoe's on the other foot. I'm wearing Versace; they're wearing Primark at this moment in this deal. Because all the chips are gone for him. He doesn't have anything that I want or need. So what would have to happen for that fight to happen? What would have to happen? First of all, he'd have to get a couple of wins back under his belt and convince the public that he's a fighting man again. Go to school, learn not what to do again. Get a bit of... um, mental coaching and that's it try and make a comeback if you can't make a comeback if you can't beat Andy Ruiz Jr you ain't going to do anything to Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder or any other decent heavyweight in the world either if you can't beat Ruiz in the rematch he's finished done finished Good night. bye bye what well, you think he should retire if he doesn't beat Ruiz? what's he going to do then? if he can't beat Ruiz in the rematch he needs to retire simple as Forget about it. Give it up as a bad job. He's done well out of it. He's earned a few quid. He's uh, won a world title before and everything else that goes with it. So, fair play to him.
0: Tyson, I do want to ask you about this kind of situation regarding uh, Dylan
1: White, WBC, and this diamond. Belt. I'm just going to stop you there. Go on. Dylan White is a gym sweeper. So, we're not even going to mention his name with mine anymore. In any more interviews, any more anything, not interested. So that's him, cut straight out the equation, isn't it? All right. Because that's him, not worth talking about. Can't you just tell me about the video
0: you posted? About- I
1: can't, I'm not, not really interested, not at all. I'll fight no eliminators, I'll fight no warm up fights, I'll fight nothing. I fight who I want to fight, that's it. I'm the lineal heavyweight champion. I've earned the right to fight anybody. Ring magazine number one again. All of a sudden now, they are going to say, the Ring magazine don't mean anything anymore. Because I'm back at number one. Maybe you should look at BoxRec. Because they get it right, don't they? Ha ha ha! Not. Is there a reason you posted that video? Just the last one on that. Was there a reason why you put that Yeah, video because out? I wanted to make Eddie earn do a bit of running around. Run around soon. You know, he likes to make himself busy so I'll give him a bit of running around sue work to do. And that's it, and he did it, like I thought he would. Well, that's that. I wish them luck in their their careers, but to be honest with you, what is their career? Bit of a man who chucks him, chuck him in with anybody, he'll he'll be all right for a giggle. That's it. Tyson,
0: Bob Aaron put out the other day that you're, you've agreed terms for a rematch with Wilder with a view to a third fight, so we're going to get three fights
1: from this. What can you tell us about this? I can tell you brutally truth. I've agreed to fight Deontay Wilder, yes, but we haven't talked about for how much, or where it is, or what it is. So it's very early. You know, we both agreed. Yep, yeah, that's true. But there's nothing. No, no uh, arrangements been made, and I won't. I won't be making arrangements until after I've dealt with Tom Schwartz because it'll be all pointless if I don't.
0: You said to me before that you'll have two more fights after Schwartz.
1: Well, that's what I'm open to do. You know, I'm open to fight September 21st, and then maybe December, late November. But you don't
0: expect the last fight of those three fights to be wilder? No, they won't be
1: wilder, no.
0: But he's going to fight
1: Ortiz this year. Ortiz, yeah, I believe in September, late September. And that will be his only fight? I'm not not concerned about what he does, it's none of my business. I don't care what they do with him, at all. None of my concern. My concern is I fight now, September, December. I get them three fights in and I win them three fights, whoever they may be. Have you spoken about opponents for September yet? No, one opponent at a time. One at a time. Plenty of heavyweights out there to fight gives the ESPN audience an American audience a chance to get to know the Gypsy King and be a bit more personal with him and see him on TV a bit more. It just builds up the wilder fights. There's only two heavyweights in the world now. There was three, then there was two. And I already beat the first one, but didn't get it. So we're not gonna talk about that in this interview because it's old news. So yeah, 2020, we're gonna have a trilogy. We may even have four fights, who knows? because there's only two heavyweights so you're running out of opponents, good opponents to fight so that's it it's alright men looking for a payday who haven't got a chance oh let me get a world title shot so I can get some money and go and retire in the corner that's okay. let them in first go and see Deontay Wilder he'll sort you out and then then we'll fight real men will fight afterwards there's only two men, there's Hector and Achilles left That's it. The best of our generation is us two. There is nobody else. Emmanuel Stewart said it in 2010. There's only two. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and how true it came. It came true, very much true. 2020 is gonna be the year of the cyber athlete. It's gonna be the year of massive fights. It'll be the year of trilogy for Fury and Wilder and it will make us go down in history forever because that's what good fights do the first fight was a great fight the second fight will be even better if you thought the first fight was good me being out of the ring for two and a half years on drugs and alcohol and mental health problems depression and anxiety and then to fight Cepha and Pianetta, and then jump straight in with Deontay Wilder but if you think that was a good fight then imagine what I'm going to be like after I've had another three fights more as well. Imagine what I'm going to be like on Saturday night. God help, Tom Schwartz, I'll tell you that. This is my fourth fight back after three years out of the ring. I'm match fit again. And by the time I fight in September and December, oh my God. i am impressing myself on a daily basis. I'm doing things that I used to be able to do when I was active years ago. Very, very good. And I'm improving with every single fight. To say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that's correct. But what you can do is keep polishing up on the tricks you already know. Which my tricks are very fast. Very experienced in this game. So there's a lot of tricks. There's not like a full ten acre yard full of tricks that I can choose or pick. So it's gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to Saturday. But one fight at a time, no good thinking about Wilder and everybody else when I've got young Tom in the ring who's five year younger than me, a lot fresher, no miles on the clock, to beat first. But like I said, if I can't beat Tom Schwartz, then I'll retire too. So I'll make two bums retired money. Because there'll be no point in continuing. Because that's the way I look at it. If I lost to Andy Ruiz, I'd retire. And if I lost to Tom Schwartz, I'll retire too. I'll have the rematch first, and if I lose again, I'll 100% retire. You know, I won't delude myself and say it was a mental issue or whatever. I'll retire, I'll be a man and say, listen, fair play, Tom Schwartz is a beast. But I don't see that happening because I don't shit myself when I get into a boxing ring. Am I being too honest, do you think? It's good people are going to appreciate the honesty or people do appreciate honesty and
0: <coughs> kind of airing your thoughts without without a filter it's good uh, not, a, not everyone's going to agree with you or, or, or like what you say
1: but well I have not said anything to offend anybody ever, apart from AJ it's no you haven't quick. said anything I'm just saying like,
0: whatever you say in life people you get people that like it or don't like it disagree 100
1: yeah but do you think Klitschko will come back I really don't know. The guys must be, how old is he, 43? Anyone? Flood's mm-hmm. 43. Vlad was no good in his heyday. A big sore loser. bit harsh Not really, it's realistic. He's a sore loser, and he's a pathetic loser too. And um, that's all I've got to say about Vladimir Klitschko. Never was any good. First good man he fought, me, he lost. In the last 10 years. So. Do you think he still thinks about that now? Hundred percent. I'll haunt you, Vladimir, till the day you die, you sucker. I wake up in your nightmares. You never get rid of the gypsy king. I give you an ass kicking, bitch. I remember that. AKA Bitch Cope. <laughs> That's the truth. He hates me. You hate me, don't you, Vladimir? You hate me. Good. I feel
0: Because he's always talked up the fight he had with Joshua, but never really kind of... Oh, no, I, the fight he had with me
1: was terrible. You know, great, terrible performance. Is that your <laughs> impression of <Clint's> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> guy's a bitch. Never stop bitching the whole time. And that's it, sore loser. I wonder what he's got to say now, his protege's been done by a little fat Javi. <laughs> Dick here, rule the fat men, oh, rule the fat men. <laughs> Listen, isn't it fitting, yeah, that the two most well-conditioned athletes <coughs> of the last 20 years both got done by fat fellas? Klitschko getting done by a fat man in me, and AJ getting done by a fat man in Ruas. And now I'm talking about the two best-conditioned athletes what our is our generation boxing mean anyway now? Well it looks good, doesn't it, for telly, that's for sure, and it's good for marketing. But it doesn't really mean much for um, fights, as we've saw. Because I'm a fat chavvy, and I beat old Klitschko, who's got a 32-pack now and he's 43. And old Andy Ruiz is an old fat chavvy, and he beat There were comments
0: that were taken out of context about you made about Ruiz, wasn't there? But we're taking out of context. You, you said that he looked like that kid from the Up movie. Yeah. Yeah, he said that too, though. Yeah, so I think, but people were kind of to spin on it that you were kind of being negative about him before his fight.
1: No, um, wasn't well, weren't. I was. You were. I know. It's real fat men where I'm from. We're all fat. My brothers are fat. My dad's fat. My mother's fat. My wife's fat. My kids are fat. We're all fat. We're fat and proud. So rule the fat men. Oh, rule the fat man Tim, give us all Ronaldo Go Tim, go Tim Up oh, the fat man. that's what I say. do up there, the fat man. Never underestimate the fat man in the corner. Mm. Never underestimate him.
0: Charles, just before we finish, can I just... You know, let's do some fights and you just tell me what you think of these fights, is that all right?
1: Yeah, how long's this interview? 30 minutes? Yeah,
0: about that. I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you when we start.
0: Uh, Dylan White and Oscar Rivas, because you were linked with a fight with Rivas.
1: Yeah, they offered me to fight Rivas, but I didn't see the point in it because he was too small and it looked bad for me on telly. Because obviously I'm 6'9 and he's about 5'10, 11', so when he crouches down he looks even smaller. He, he's smaller man than Sephir Safari, and everybody said that Is was really? a mismatch. Yeah, Google it. Short. Is he really shorter than Sephir? Yeah, and lighter. Okay, fair enough. So, okay. same, same kind of build. So, if he was too small, then he's definitely too small Is this a dangerous fight for Dylan White? I've no interest in the fight at all, I won't be watching
0: it Okay, fair When point. is it? 20th of July I
1: believe they've even got a show on that night So, anybody who's not going to the fight, come and see me at the show What show? Um, a dinner show, I believe, a talking show up in London, near the O2 Arena
0: In London Okay
1: Fair enough. Uh, Daniel Dubois, Nathan Gorman? Yes, I think Nathan Gorman's going to kick his ass!
0: Do you rate Dubois?
1: No, not at all.
0: Obviously, you've got links with Nathan Gorman, you believe that... Yeah,
1: Nathan Gorman. I don't rate Daniel, because once upon a time I seen someone, some little petty thing that Joshua was the best heavyweight in Britain. So all of a sudden I don't rate Daniel Dubois, he's a bum. Nathan's gonna kick his ass, do you know what I mean? Do you get where I'm coming from, do you get me? We're from the same promotional team. He should say me, but he didn't, he said AJ. So I'm gonna say Nathan, and I believe Nathan anyway. Nathan's a slick man, he's a big fat bald fella like myself, but I tell you what he can, he can fight and he won't jack. I tell you that now, he will not quit. It ain't in us to quit, we will not quit. He'll quit Dubois before Nathan, million percent. I fancy Nathan's angles on boxing. Boom, 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 boom!
0: Dave Allen and David Price?
1: I think, being brutally honest, I think Dave... I think Dave wins. (laughs) (laughs) Clever. I think Dave wins. Dave wins. Yeah, there'll definitely be a Dave winning that fight. What do you think of the fight? <laughs> I think it's a good British fight, to be honest. David Price, Olympian, bronze medalist, former next world heavyweight champion in his day and whatever else. But again, he fell, fell short because of management and he was put into a fight where he wasn't ready for and they forced him to take a rematch to redeem himself and he got done twice, career over. So we've already seen this before, what Josh was about to do. So... Yeah, and David Price, from then on, he went downhill. Had a couple of losses after that, a couple of wins, won a few, lost a few. He's a lovely fella, and I like him. And I wish him all the success in the world, but the thing is, Dave Allen's a fighting man. And David Price has got mental issues. I may as well say it. May as well be hung for the lamb as the, the sheep, you know what I mean? He's got mental blockages, and, and Dave Allen hasn't. His game as they come. He's a Doncaster Rajcon, and uh, he'll fight anybody. And I, I, I personally think Dave Allen will chain David Price. And that's just my opinion as a boxing man, and as a boxing fan. Is that too brutal, do you think? Similar to the hammer fight, and so Price has improved. How can Price improve at 36-year-old? Here we go. It's a mental issue David Price is, is probably the hardest puncher in the world of heavyweight boxing As big as man as me If not bigger and a more better physique Ripped But he's gassed after three rounds Trains hard It ain't possible physically to be fucked after three rounds of fighting It's in here The problem is That's it And I think he knows that himself but that's, listen, I wish them both luck and it doesn't interest me who wins because they're both decent fellas and they're both from England so whoever wins, wins, but that's my opinion. When you're not just battling your opponent, you're battling yourself, you're already off a 3-1 losing streak before you start. If you're going in there rattled over a fight, you're in the wrong game. I go in there with anybody and everybody. I've, I've sparred the best men in the world, fat as the fuck. Fat as a pig, 26-7 stone, drunk. And I've been there as part of mine. I ain't bothered about them. They don't frighten me, it's just a fire or a fight. I don't care. So when you're going in there and you're bothered about a fight, you ain't a fighting man. And that's it, forget about boxing. Harsh reality is it of, if you're afraid to fight somebody, you're a shithouse, forget about fighting. Don't try and bluff your way through life because you're going to get found out by somebody eventually And that's it It's a harsh reality but it's the truth
0: You said to me earlier that you wouldn't have necessarily picked Brian Jennings as an opponent for Joey Joyce
1: Yeah I wouldn't Explain Well from my boxing knowledge Brian Jennings is a very good boxer on his toes, fleet footed not the biggest puncher in the world, he's only small, but he can move and slip and slide. Klitschko couldn't nail him, Klitschko couldn't nail him, yeah. Lewis Ortiz struggled to nail him, he only got carried away because he was landing on Ortiz with big shots and he started trading. He was winning the fight against Oscar Rivers until the last round. It's, it's, I don't think it's a great matchup for Joe, but it is what it is. It's a, in my opinion, it's a lose-lose situation for Joe Joyce. Because if Joe don't flatten him in a couple of rounds, then everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, Joe this, Joe that. And if Joe looks bad but wins, it's even worse for him again. So it ain't an opponent I'd selected, I'd have got someone big and heavy, Marius Wack or someone big like that. They're only the same, there's, there's, no, there's no great shake. you're gonna get any more credit for beating a man who's just been knocked out in his last fight, or, or the big Viking, Wack or somebody, mm. who he could have had a, a good war with him. Hit, hit, bam, bam, bam. A big man, his own size, looks good on TV. Again, you're getting a big, just tall man versus a smaller fella, doesn't look great on TV. Everybody gets behind the midget, and that's it. Not a midget, but he's a smaller heavyweight, but everyone gets behind the small one. <laughs> and that's it so it wouldn't have been a fight I'd have chose I'd have chose someone 7 foot 25 stone a ripped muscle and looks the part bigger the better but game. what do I know? nothing clearly
0: ok have you got anything you'd like to say Tyson?
1: yes I have I'd like to say That it's been a long time, this career of mine. Um, I've saved the best to last, obviously. Um, I'm 30 years old, but I feel fresh. I've not had many wars in my career, so you know, and I'm taking tips from very experienced professionals on how to have a long career. So, I think you will seeing me for a while. I ain't going anywhere. My style, the way I fight, I don't get touched that much. So I'm gonna be fresh for a long time. I seem to be getting better with age. So everyone keep focused. That's it. Big thank you to all the fans and everybody who supports me. A big a big thank you to all the haters as well, because without them we uh, we wouldn't there wouldn't be any divided opinions um, just a big thank you to everybody really because even if you're not a fan of boxing or of me or of anybody just give yourself a big hug because you deserve it. isn't it could. absolutely and that's it big shout out to all the broadcasters who broadcast me
0: PC Sport ESPN shout out Bob
1: Aram. shout out Bob Aram. shout
0: out MTK Global
1: Shout out MTK Global. Yeah. Shout out to all my sponsors. Wow Hydrate. Wow Hydrate. Marbeya.co.uk. Impact Insurance. Who else? Boxfit. Boxfit. What? Yeah, big shout out Long Group. Who else? Boxfit. Big shout out Boxfit. Gold Star Promotions. Big shout out Gold Star Promotions. Big shout out Paul Group. Big shout out, Applied Nutrition. And big shout out, Diet Coke.
0: Yeah, good to have them on board. you changed your diet? Have you changed your diet? Someone told
1: me since the other day you've changed your diet. No, they're pulling your leg. Oh. But I'd just like to say a big thank you to Diet Coke as well, because without those guys, we, um, we wouldn't be as happy in training camp. Because every single training camp, we go for about 1,000 cans of Diet Coke. Always tastes better in a can cold. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been very good because we do enjoy Diet Coke, Ben, don't we? Diet Coke, and, But when you're in America, Coke Zero's good as well, so, you know, they've looked after us, they have looked after Yeah, so a big shout-out to you guys for the, the Diet Cokes and that. It's been a pleasure working with you. Have Diet Coke been sending you Coke? Yeah, we've got a m- fridge full over there. Absolutely, all the time. Every time we run out, getting shipments in. I'm
0: so. take some because it's $12 a can in my hotel. Is it? Never.
1: <laughs> take a few. Take a few in your bag. <laughs> That's expensive. That's like South of France prices. What else, Coogan? Have we got anything else?
0: Have we got anything else? Just yeah. sitting
1: the tea here. What? <laughs> Do you want to just come in and say it to the camera? Well, sir. So alright, we've got a show on in Manchester, my homecoming show. twenty um, second what, Tim? Twenty second of June. Twenty second of June. At the AJ Bell Stadium, Manchester. Go online for tickets
0: at what to, to Ticket Taylor. We'll put the details of this after this video ends. Yeah.
1: So anybody wants to go and have a good That's time. That's official after party. Bro. Anybody wants to go and have a, a good time. So you're
0: having a, like an after party for the UK fans that have kind of travelled as well. Yeah.
1: You know, for all the fans in the northwest of England in Manchester, uh, it's going to be good. So. Yeah, um, it's only limited availability, so it should be a good night. I've got quite a few shows coming up, thanks to Gold Star Promotions, always providing the fans with an opportunity to meet their sporting heroes, so good job for those guys. Um, who else is coming, drop? Do you want anyone to put in? Shout out IFL TV, you know, we've been there today. today. <laughs> <laughs> day! Shout out IFL TV. Um, yeah, you really have been around since what? Two thousand and nine. Ten. So it's since two thousand and ten, before the Cesaro fight. Yeah. So yeah, they've given the fans good coverage of me over the years, and you know it's.
0: Um, it's a two way street because you've been the same from then
1: to now. To now. No. Problem.
0: But you know the access to you hasn't changed at all. So yeah. So. See that's how I pride myself. No, I've has yeah. very accessible. It's true. Listen, I don't change. No, we take we don't take that for granted.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't change. Um, I'm still the same old G as I always. I've been. i um, that's it, it really. Do, do, should we sing a song or? Yes. Yeah. So take it off. I'm gonna take the thing <laughs>
0: off.
1: Now. Is everyone gonna join in? What song we're we gonna sing, lads? What are
0: we doing? baby you you... shiver.
1: No, 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 no. A change is going to come. I was born by wow. the river in a little tent. Oh, oh and just, just like I the river I've been running ever since. It's been a long Oh, yes, it will.
0: Just shout out everyone on the team. Tell everyone who everyone is, please. Big shout
1: out, Asky, Tim, Christian, big Rob, big Kev, big Brent. Big Big John, big Terry, big Sweet. Big Ben, big shout out, big Ovi, and big shout out, man, Isaac, wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out, Coogan, and big shout out, Las Vegas. Big shout out, I know, to shout out MGM Grand Las Vegas, Nevada, where all yeah, the big, big fights come to reality. Um, big shout out, Tom Schwartz. Oh, yes! Big shout out, Badman Benny Blanco. You know Benny. Get up, Benny. Yeah, um, who else can we shout out? Big shout out, Mikey, um, top rank. Big shout out, Evan. Evan. Big shout out, Bob. Um, really? My mom, my dad, my wife, <laughs> my brothers. Anyone else? Uh, my granny. Who else can we shout out? Big shout out all my cousins, uncles, aunts, relatives. Um, big shout out to all my friends big shout out dave caffey big shout out everybody all my friends big shout out all my cousins all my relatives big shout out all my fans big shout out all the doctors all the police officers big shout out all the firemen big shout out all the paramedics big shout out all the government big shout out all the doctors and nurses of the nhs Uh, You guys do a fantastic job, by the way. Um, Big shout out to swimming teachers in schools. Big shout out all the teachers um, in the world. Big shout no, we're not shouting. Big. big, (laughs) uh, Who else can we give thanks to? Thanks to uh, God. Yeah. Big thanks to God, the Almighty Creator, and His um, Son Jesus Christ. Thank you for everything. Um, What else? Big shout out um, Pakistan and Kashmir. Big shout out ASCII. Big shout out all Masood. Big um, shout out Masood. Big shout out all the Muslims out there. Big shout out all the um, Israelites out there. Big shout out um, all the Hindus out there. Big shout out all the- um, Who else? All the Jamaicans out there. Longsight
0: Boxing Club, big shout out Anytime Fitness. Anytime
1: Fitness, big Box. shout out Longsight Boxing Club, big shout out Steve Egan and, and Sean Egan, Jimmy Egan's Boxing Academy, and all the boys who ever went there with me. Big shout out Kofi Yates. Oh. Who else? Big shout out Josie Parker. Aye, aye. <laughs> 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 shout out who ever. else we shouting out? Hold on a minute, there's more. <laughs> Who've we forgot? Big shout out. Russell Crowe, a.k.a. Gareth A. Davis. (laughs) Any other members
0: of the media you want to shout out that are coming over for your fight? Um, Big shout out Michelle
1: Joy Phelps. She's my girl. Um, Big shout out DJ
0: Majestic.
1: Big shout out DJ Majestic. Who else, Ben, can we think of? Big shout out... Big shout out to me dad. Ricky Billy
0: Joe.
1: Big shout out to Ricky Atten, Billy Joe Saunders. Hatton Fitness Gym. Big shout-out. Big shout-out.
0: Phil.
1: Um, big shout-out, my cousin Phil. Big shout-out, Shane, Huey, all the boys. Um,
0: Matt, Matthew.
1: Big shout-out, Matthew James. Yeah. Um, who else? There's got to be more people we need to credit oh, here.
0: Yeah, because you know now, if you don't list everyone, someone will phone you tomorrow and go,
1: List me, you bastard. Big shout out Spencer Brown and Wardy, James Wardy. They're, all, they're good guys, and they're always doing a good job for me. Um, big shout out Robert Davis. Yeah. 100% Robert Davis. What? What? What's the Frank Warren, big, Frank. big Frank, I already said Frank Warren. What about
0: Richard for the trim limited
1: edition watch? They've not delivered yet though, so... Who else can we thank? On Big shout-out Jorge, the trainer from top rank.
0: Anyone else at
1: MTK? Guido Vianello, Abel Sanchez, Johnny uh, Johnny Rice, Sam Jones, big shout-out Sam Jones, big shout-out Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, big shout-out Derek Del Boyce's aura. We've already said Frank Anyone else at MTK? Um, big shout out everyone at MTK. Everyone at MTK, my way <laughs> Yeah, um, and beyond. Yeah. Um, who else can we shout out?
0: Everyone's gone fucking quiet. Um, Come on, boys, we
1: want to shout out. Big shout out, big shout out, Black Jaguar, White Tiger, if they ever let us go there and, and Robert meet the lions. Did you draw Robert Calden? Robert Calden. Big shout out, Robert and Hello. Billy Joe. Shout out, Seferi, Pianetta. Yeah, shout out Seferi, Pianetta. Italian um, sausage. What's he called now? What? Ah. Look at him. Who else can we shout out? There is many more people. Alone. You, you... You're not going to cut this interview, are you? No, it's going in like this. Big shout out, Dave Stash. On, big, Black big, Black big shout out, uh, Christian. Big shout out, Nav. Big shout out, um, Greg. Yeah. What's well, his last name? I Greg Marriott. Greg Marriott. Hope you're getting well, mate, and uh, hope this reaches you. Good, good, dead. What about him who beat you up in sparring the other day at Killer. Killer. Yeah. Big shout out, Killer. Amir Khan, for everybody who knows. Big shout out to Amir. Um, who else are we shouting out while we're at it? Big shout out to Game of Thrones uh, directors because it kept me entertained in the Wilder fight and I was very appreciative of it. Um,
0: <laughs> Is that what you doing? Yeah, I you were doing Zankos
1: and doing that whole time. <laughs> no, so big shout out to those guys. Um, big shout out to the Dragon Queen. <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Alright. Oh, Khaleesi. 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 Um, who else can we shout out this now? Is a, this, All right. is six,
0: this is a six minute shout out so far. Who <laughs> else?
1: <laughs> no, there's plenty more I need to shout out. Alright. Um, big shout out to Pablo. Um, <clears throat> Big shout out to... Big what? shout
0: out to... Uh, Tim Orcock No,
1: big shout out to... What? Stig on Twitter, is it? Big shout out to Stig on Twitter Big shout out to Gypsy oh. King 101 fans can Big I, shout out Dan Kelman
0: Can I ask you one thing? Big shout thing?
1: out to Verity can you explain Big shout me? out to my brother John Boy
0: Explain what's happened with your Twitter to the fans.
1: Yes, someone's got on my uh, Twitter and Instagram and deleted them, but thank you very much for that, whoever you was <laughs> um, Yeah, but big shout out to you too, because took a bit of notes. Big shout out to Tim Orcock. Orcock by name, Orcock by nature. <laughs> um, big shout out to the Boxing Border Control. Yeah, get up there. Even though they, they did wrong. me a big wrong big one. Even out, though, ring magazine. Even though they done me a wrong one in uh um, LA by giving me a draw. Well big shout out anyway. Get it right next time. Big shout out Ring Magazine, Ring Ring TV. Big shout out Tom Gray. Big shout-out Tom Gray. Big shout out Ben Dover. Yeah,
0: because you're not there Ben Dover. His brother. Chris Stapleton.
1: Big shout out Chris Stapleton. Yeah, it yeah, you just go through your phone book? <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out Chris Stapleton for keeping us entertained in training camp. Um, big shout out to the makers EA Sports Games who made FIFA because we've been keeping us very entertained with FIFA. Big shout uh, out Chris Lovejoy for sparring. Big shout out Chris Lovejoy for sparring. Bell next time, mosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, big shout out Sonny Conto and his dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Big
0: shout
1: out. Do you
0: remember we did a thing last time that if you watched the end of this interview and you hash- have to hashtag sank?
1: Yeah, they win something. What? Do you know what though? The more, what the more that an interview goes on, the more people watch it.
0: Correct. So you can you that? do a hashtag so you know how many people have watched this interview? What was it last Not time? right
1: now, we're okay, still going. Was, uh, oh right, when are you finished? Corey, something Corey,
0: right? No, do you know what? It was Saint Anal, Saint what was it? No. It was. Corey. No, it was.
1: Listen, We're not gonna go there. Oh, no, have, no. I done Corey with Omar,
0: didn't I? Did you? Yeah. What, did you, you, talk you talk about the interview? Play with his yeah, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, no, you
1: play, did you play did you
0: play with his
1: yeah. Corey or No, he played with mine. Anyone else you wanna shout out?
0: We ain't done
1: yet. Big, big shout, shout out, Chop, with the cars. Big shout out, much big shout out, Yui Tom, Yui Johnson. Yeah, no, you Yui. You yeah, uh, big shout out, Adam Harris. Chad, bad Chad. Who else? Big shout out to, it uh... called? <laughs> Who else we could shout out? Big shout out, Joe Gallagher. Big shout out Joe Gallagher and all the boys at the gym. Uh, big shout out Ted Cheeseman. Um, <laughs> who else? Big shout out Cheese Tony! Cheese Tony lad! <laughs> <laughs> Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. Yeah, big, big shout out Scott Fitzgerald. Preston lad, smashing it. Um, <laughs> <his daughter. laughs> Who? You said Mac is tired is he? We're a few days late, but happy so Eid, Mubarak Eid, Mubarak Eid, Mubarak. Eid Mubarak for everybody. <laughs> yeah, a few days late, Eid Mubarak. Okay. Um, and I suppose never go for up your life because you never know. Plus around the corner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that. Zab Judah. Big
1: shout out to Judah. Yeah. Get well, say mush. The boxing is a small world, isn't it, when you think about it? Like, everybody knows each other and, and everybody gets on, and it's all fantastic, isn't it? Small world. Big shout out, um, our mate, Big Eddie.
0: Any other promoter you want to shout out?
1: <laughs> No big shout out, Big Eddie. He almost, he almost had an opportunity to sign the Gypsy King, but slacked. I bet he's kicking himself now. Oh, much <laughs> big shout out, Michael Maguire! Yeah, do that, Michael. Yeah, um, yeah, he almost had the opportunity kicking himself now. What a pity. Um. Larry Parks, who passed away today. Hall of Famer from Stoke, middleweight, 88 years old. Passed away today. Shout-out, Dave Caldwell. Shout-out, big Dave Caldwell.
0: We you going, Chabby?
1: Um, who else can we shout-out now while we're at it? We need a few more shout-outs, Mosh. We do, we are sure shout on. Don, Don, who's a fan Don? Shout-out, Shout-out, Lewis Smith shout out bob Howard. are you going to tag all these in yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: you know what it, it, it's 12 minutes now
1: big shout out everyone at vvv fitness gym in Morcombe. cody davis big shout out cody davis big shout out simon he runs total F- uh vvv um big shout out terry who works at the local booze agency. <laughs> Yeah, big shout out Terry.
0: Oh, Terry. Yeah. Oh, that Terry. Yeah, Ter- oh, Tether, Tether. Terry. And, and Sue. Oh, Terry
1: from the village. from the village. And Sue, is wife. shout out, Terry fra- from the village. Yeah. Best looking man in Tameside. Um, big shout out, Sajid from the corner shop. Yeah. Near me. Yeah. Top jally. Um. Who else? K-1. Big shout out, K-1 barbers. Do it there, K-1! And KY. Um, and big shout out to or any other
0: that you can lose. Ooh.
1: big shout out to do you know, I want to finish this one with a couple of shout outs to a couple of very important um people. Um, one of them is all the NHS staff in the UK, Do doing a fantastic job and they save people's lives on a daily basis, so big shout out to you, all the, all the men and women that make it possible. Big shout out to all our armed forces, air forces, navy, army, big shout out all you guys who made it possible that we could live in this country in peace. Big shout out you, you do a fantastic job. Big shout out all the emergency services, because they do a fantastic job. Big shout out all the firemen, all the policemen, all the paramedics. Big shout out all the teachers. And big shout out all the helpers, people who help people. And
0: that's it. and Fury, thank you very much for the Typhoo TV. If you have made it to the end of this interview, please hashtag this interview
1: at Fury Knows Best. Hashtag
0: Fury, Fury Knows Best. Knows best.
1: And you will be in with a one-in-three chance of winning a signed glove from myself. One-in-three? Yeah, that was just
0: to make it sound better, it's
1: not one-in-three.
0: It's not one-in-three, but we'll pick out. Can we pick it out at IFL yeah, TV? If at um, random.
1: You, who's going to pick it out?
0: We'll, we'll do it on camera. We'll do no, it. No, no,
1: no. We'll have to get a celebrity to pick it out.
0: Okay. Tim, what are you doing? Can't
1: do that. <laughs> no, not Tim. I was thinking more of um, Adriana Lima. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but she, she's, she's not coming to next, um, Well, let's get Christine Aguilera to pick it out for us. Okay. Because she's invited me to the show that she's having, and um, we'll ask her to pick it out. We'll ask her to pick a winner. Christine. Okay. we well, we'll about Tom Cruise, because he's coming on Tuesday. No, no, not Tom. Christine Aguilera will get All to right. pick it out.
0: Hashtag this interview, if you got to the end of this. Hashtag Fury knows best. out, Rob,
1: from BT. Rob from BT, this B- R- is day one, today!
0: Day! Thank you very much, Tyson Fury and Team Fury. Hashtag Fury Knows Best. If you got to the end of this, you're a good person. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.